Blog Talk Radio. Escort Nacho Feller heads head to the wire. It's Escort in front. But it's Falcon Almahurst in front by three lengths and staying there. Falcon Almahurst is going to win it all. Son Sam commands it by two and a half. Hot hitters taking that drive, but it's going to be Son Sam, a winner. Niatros and nobody's going to catch him. It's Niatros by four and he's going away. Niatros and Clint Galbraith, they win the 
They're driving to the finish. It's Metropolitan, a short lead. Holborn, Hanover, gunning for a big upset. Up on the outside, times are changing. Holborn, Hanover, a shocker in 149 flat. American Ideal, fourth on the outside. Rock and roll is here to stay. Artistic fella still there. Arbro Deuce charging hard with my boy David. Artistic fella, Arbro Deuce, my boy David. Artistic fella wins the Meadowlands pace with the lead and tell all. Up the rail, late pace from Southwind Lakes on the inside. Tell all, Southwind Lakes up the rail. Kim Tietrick, Southwind Lakes. Some beat somewhere, full out. Artificial, a desperate lunge on the outside. Artificial, some beat somewhere at the line. Artificial, 147. World record upset in the pace. Vintage Master is six lengths from him, racing in second. If I could dream up into third, but it's well said. A powerful and dominating Meadowlands pace winner. One more lap coming. Valentino up on the outside. Rock and roll heaven. One more lap. Charging up on the outside. These two come to the line. One more lap. Big Jim gaining ground. Roll with Joe. Two lengths clear. A 16th out. Winking at you. Up on the outside. Big Jim is coming. It's roll with Joe. Big Jim is charging. Heston Blue Chip, Pat Rock, a rock and roll dance is going to win it. Get it, Chip Rock, a rock and roll dance. Odds on Aculius cannot catch him. Sunshine Beach on the outside. They're coming down to the finish. It's the captain. Captain Frederick wins the Meadowlands pace. He's watching. Bolt has to believe. Always be Mickey on the outside. Tell it like it is right there with him. He's watching. Wins the Meadowlands pace. Wiggle it. Jiggle it. Team G. Without you, my friend And I'll tell you all about it When I see you again We've come a long way From where we began Oh, I'll tell you all about it When I see you again When I see you again With an eighth of a mile to go Racing Hill chasing Boston Red Rocks on the outside Check on the far outside. Control the moment at 16th out. Racing Hill is gaining. Control the moment. Racing Hill surging. Control the moment. Racing Hill coming. Racing Hill. Control the moment. Very tight. Control the moment. If we only had control of the moment, we'd have you for one more laugh. Your real desire for the sport of harness racing gifted us with all American narrations, including Holborn Hanover and Art Official and their stunning upsets. You proved you were a blue chipper with your very first Meadowlands Pace call. The Panderosa in the Meadowlands Pace, 149-3. You were certainly artistic, fella, and whether you wiggled and jiggled or rock and rolled, even if it was with some dude named Joe, you were very well said. May your south wind blow and your captain row at Mach 3 speed. He's watching thee. This broadcast is dedicated to our friend, Sam McKee.
Under the watchful eye of our friend and mentor, Sam McKee, Post Time with Mike and Mike, its staff and sponsors welcome you to the coverage of the 2017 Crawford Farms Meadowlands Pace, live from the Meadowlands Racetrack at East Rutherford, New Jersey. I'm Mike Carter from the Post Time with Mike and Mike Studios. We'll check in with our broadcast crew, Mike Bozich, Rich Batay, Tom Daly, and Jessica Otten, live on site in just a few minutes. Since 1977, the Meadowlands Pace has produced some of the most thrilling moments in the history of our sport. Known for attracting the fastest three-year-olds in the nation, the Pace has been the measuring stick for sophomore Pacers for the last 40 years. However, the Pace is missing a big part of what made it so special over the last 18 years. On March 7, 2017, the Harness Racing World suffered a major loss with the death of Hall of Fame announcer and voice of the Meadowlands Pace, Sam McKee. Sam's first Meadowlands Pace call was in 1999 when John Campbell steered the Panderosa past the finish line in only the Pace's second sub-150 mile ever at the time. According to many, Sam's greatest call as an announcer came on Pace Night 2008 when Artificial sprung one of Harness Racing's greatest upsets ever, defeating the champion Some Beach Somewhere in a stretch drive for the ages. As the presence of Sam McKee looms large here tonight, so do the hopes of trainer Jimmy Tactor, who despite all of his accomplishments, has never won a Meadowlands pace. Hall of Fame driver Dave Miller, pilot of Max Jackpot, is also in search of the elusive crown. Standing in their way is the massive roadblock Huntsville, who drew the line in the sand last week with his 148-4 performance in the lone elimination. Does Huntsville slam the door on his nine other competitors tonight? Or does announcer Ken Warkenden, who is calling his first ever Meadowlands Pace this evening, get an artificial moment? Meadowlands Pace coverage starts right now. the makeshift post time with Mike and Mike Studios for the evening. Jessica Otten will be our Winter Circle and Paddock reporter tonight. You'll be hearing her voice uh, early and often. And Tom Daly is with our broadcast team as well. Mike Carter, uh, we're going to have to rush things along a little bit because we're just four minutes away from the Hamiltonian Futurity and, uh, excuse me, Hamiltonian Futurity, which is going a mile and an eighth. Mike, how are you this evening? Not too bad. Uh, the weather's great out here, but it looks like you guys are having a great time out there uh, celebrating the Meadowlands Pace, uh, sponsored by Crawford Farms. Yeah, certainly no question about it. Rich Matei, let's bring you in. Uh, we're about three minutes away from the Hamiltonian maturity, and of course we're going to talk a lot about the Meadowlands Pace tonight with a lot of different guests. But Rich, uh, we had a chance just to see the post parade about three minutes away from the start of this race. And of course the big storyline, Rich, is Marion Marauder. And once again, he looked like a million bucks on the racetrack. Yeah, he did. He also, the other horse that looked pretty good warming up was Taco Tuesday. I know the horse breaks a lot, but it's interesting. Jim Morrill Jr. qualified with this horse last week at Pocono, and now he's in for the drive tonight. So maybe Taco Tuesday will stay flat. He's currently the second choice at 8-1, to one, but the race does run through Marion Marauder. Yeah, certainly no question about that. Right now, let's bring in Jessica Otten. Jessica, also part of our broadcast team. Jessica is down in the sea of humanity. Jessica, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. How are you guys doing up there? 
We are doing fantastic. And uh, by the way, for everybody that has to know, we are right on top of a DJ. So time is going to be, uh, or rather sound is going to be pretty tough tonight. Obviously, they will stop for the race, so there may be some difficulty uh, hearing us. But uh, nonetheless, we're going to do the best we can. Uh, right now, we're just two minutes away uh, from a start of this Hamiltonian maturity. Uh, Mike Carter, you had a chance to look at this race. Let's throw it to you uh, real quickly here. Mike, what do you think? Guys, I'm going to have to uh, say the same thing Rich did. Uh, this race goes through Marion Marauder. Gason uh, drew very well, and uh, 9 to one's actually uh, some decent value. Were we Rue is kind of a horse that uh, is an interesting uh, kind of play. Was parked the mile and finished second by three-quarters of a length to Marion Marauder. I think if you're looking for a price, were we Rue may be the place to go. All right, we're two minutes away from a start. Uh, Rich, once again, we'll throw it to you. This race is sponsored by our good friends, the Northwood Bloodstock, and the Marion Marauder right now is 1-5 to five on the board. Obviously, I think this race certainly does go through him, but uh, are there any long shots you think perhaps, including your buddy uh, Taco Tuesday, uh, could get involved here, or is that uh, you've touted a lot? Yeah. Uh, another horse I'm interested in drew the uh, outside. That's Cufflink Hanover. This horse was bet into Marion Marauder last time in the graduate final. 20 to 1 right now. The horse broke, so you don't know what he was going to do that day, but he did get bet like he was going to do something. He does draw the outside, but he does look good on the racetrack. And the other horse that looks okay is the one celebrity event. See, the mare's facing the boys, but she drew inside. She drew well, so she might just plug along and maybe get a piece for your uh, trifectas and superfectas. All right, the countdown clock is on. We're about 10 seconds away to post. We're going to try the best to uh, get Ken Warkinson's call here once again. We, <laughs> this CJ thing, this is going to be – but I will say this, Rich. They are playing pretty good music. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And everybody looks like they're having a great time out here. And that's the main thing, yeah. right? It's a great night. This is why everybody comes to the track for nights like this, and we're just ready for some great harness racing. All right, so they're getting ready to go once again to look at the odds board for the Hamiltonian mutur- mutur- uh, maturity. Why can't I say maternity for some reason tonight? But uh, Marion Marauder right now, 1-5, to five, as he should be. Other than that, the betting board's kind of wide open. Both Taco Tuesday and Dayson are 9-1. to one. War We Rue, who finished a fast-closing second to Marion Marauder last time, is currently 9-1 to one on the board. And uh, it looks like everybody else is uh, double digits in this race. Uh, the Hamble, the uh, Meadowlands pace is coming up in race number 9. Here tonight after Meadowlands, and of course, we'll go through that very thoroughly, Rich. I know you've worked uh, countless hours oh, yeah. uh, preparing for that race, and uh, is it going to be more than a match race between Huntsville and down by the seaside? I think the race is wide open. Huntsville does not have to win the race by any means. He is clearly the horse to beat, but we'll see. We'll talk about it more. Right now, it's the Hamiltonian maturity for four-year-old trotters. dollars it's the Hamiltonian Maturity for Older Trotters, sponsored by Northwood Bloodstock. And the field comes off the turn and into the stretch and picks up speed for racing. Number three, Marion Marotta, right now at one to five. And they are on gate and set, a field of nine. Here they come. And they're off. Taco Tuesday went off stride. Taco Tuesday on a break. So coupling Kenover from the far outside. And Celebrity Eventsy, the lone mare, goes for the lead here. These two tussle as they come by us. War we rue off to a quick start. Trolley made a break. Marion Marauders a loose fourth early in this mile and one-eighth event. Then it's Dason, followed by Double L. Lindy and Trumas Volo. 
and trolley after a miscue. Far back off stride, Taco Tuesday. They race around the first turn. And it's Celebrity Event C, the big long shot mare here at 70 to 1, leading it by two and a half lengths, 27 1 opening quarter, with Cufflink Hanover, a loose pocket sitter at this point. War We Rue, an anxious third, and edging to the outside and going up as Dan Dubay urges him on. So Marion Marauder in that fourth position, gapped early here, coming down the back stretch. Dason is trotting in fifth. Then it's double L. Lindy, racing six, followed by True Mass Bolo. Trolley cut the rear of the field. And the distant trailer is Taco Tuesday. The half was 56 and one, just 29 seconds, or make that 30 seconds in the second quarter. They race across the back stretch. Rue, the graduate runner up, has the lead here and backs it down even some more. Celebrity events in the second spot. And Marion Marauder going to try it first up again. The graduate winner from last week now, first over and third and gaining ground and Dason has live covered tips to the outside as they race by three quarters Cufflink Hanover shovel to fifth double L Lindy sets it up from third over six just four length of the lead then it's true mass polo and trolley to the outside three quarters 124 and one 28 seconds in that third quarter war we rue in front Marion Marauder comes out him on the outside celebrity events on the inside and looking poised for a rally is Dason they're into the stretch drive War We Rue on the outside. Marion Marauder trying to wear him down. War We Rue and Marion Marauder, a good slugfest here to the wire. Celebrity events on the inside, and Dason on the outside needs to do more. Marion Marauder inching in and getting to War We Rue. The mile 151 and 3. Marion Marauder. Marion Marauder takes it. Cufflink Hanover rallied to the far outside. And then it was tight. Either War We Rue or Dason. Marion Marauder in 205 and 250. All right, there's the Hamiltonian majority in the blowing of mile eighth, and it was uh, a really great effort once again for Marion Marauder. Just seemed like uh, Scott Zeron wasn't too worried. I got to tell you what, though, uh, Rich Matei, I was a little worried because Warwick Rue uh, changed stra- uh, tactics tonight, uh, brushed to the front, and it looked like for just a split second, maybe just beyond the three-quarter pole, that uh, he was going to pull away from Marion Marauder, but Scott did not really appear uh, very anxious. No, he didn't. But then when they got to the eighth pole, he saw that the five wasn't stopping, so he got after Marion Marauder, and Marion Marauder just took care of business. Nice effort from the nine, Cufflink Hanover. That was the long shot that I thought could get into the number. But Warwick Root did race very, very well. Dyson had a perfect second over trip, no punch. And even Trolley, who broke, broke right after the start, Got back into the race, or raced okay as well. But Marion Marauder was much the best going into the race and out of it. All right, let's bring in Mike Carter. Mike, Marion Marauder certainly did not disappoint. Were there any anxious moments that uh, you felt the end? No, not really. I've, I liked Warway Rue uh, before the race started. Uh, we kind of talked about it a little bit. And Marion Marauder <clears throat> had just has a will to win. We talked about it on the show uh, last week, and I talked about it a little bit with Scotty Z uh, when we were getting ready for the show, Mike, that, you know, Marion Marauder just has a ton of racing heart, and I think that's what really helps him. Uh, if you look at the Triple Crown effort last year uh, against Father Patrick, he just barely got up at the light. So uh, Marion Marauder, tough as nails. All right, let's reset ourselves once again. Congratulations to the Hamiltonian maturity winner, Marion Marauder, now three of four uh, here in 2017. We're going to take a very quick timeout. When we come back, Jessica Otten will be standing by in the winner's circle with reaction, with the connections of three, Marion Marauder. You've got posted with Mike and Mike, a special edition live from the Meadowland space. Presented by America.
coverage of the 2017 Meadowlands Pace is brought to you by Bet America. Play the Bet America way. New vocations. Make your next resource an X resource. The Stable.ca, an affordable way to own all of or part of a horse. The Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment. Visit PlayMeadowlands.com. The Standard Bread Pleasure Horse Organization. Visit the National Standard Bread Horse Show at the Horse Park of New Jersey on August 12th and 13th. The Downs at Mohican Sun Pocono. Live racing every Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday with post times of 6.30, Sunday, 7.30. The Kentucky Sire Stakes with the richest finals in North America for two- and three-year-olds. Embroidery Unlimited, your home for all of your embroidery needs. Hoosier Park Racing and Casino, this year's home of the Breeders' Crown, the Maryland Horse Council, unifying Maryland's diverse horse community, and the Harness Racing Fan Zone. Kentucky Sire Stinks is a culmination of a month-long series of preliminary races with the biggest money earners getting a chance to compete in one of the richest finals in North America. The Kentucky Sire Stinks includes two- and three-year-old pacers and trotters competing for over $2 million in purses. All the races are conducted at the historic Red Mile in Lexington, Kentucky. The series starts on Thursday, August 17th at 7 p.m. For more information, visit khrc.ky.gov. That's khrc.ky.gov. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn reward points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. We're broadcasting live from the 2017 Meadowlands Pace where Ray St. the Hamiltonian maturity just come to an end. And Mike Carter, another great effort by Marion Marauders, certainly solidifying uh, his greatness, in my opinion, 
as far as uh, trotters are concerned. And a lot of people didn't know if he would come back uh, as well in his four-year-old season, Mike. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so far this year, he's won two or three starts. And the start that he didn't win, he was a hard-charging uh, third where he finished uh, in 153-2 and two, uh, to outside Amethyst and Musical Rhythm. Marion Marauder uh, stamping his place in trotting history so far. Yeah, no question about it. Rich Matei, let's bring you in, and I know you had this pick four. Uh, you had this pick four quite a few times, I believe, didn't you? Yeah, my 50-cent ticket only cost $1.50, so I punched it a bunch of times. I don't know what paying. It's not paying much, but at least I'm cashing the ticket. All right, they're doing the winner's circle presentation There's right now. There's still a photo for second, too. There is the still way. a photo for second, and uh, once again, uh, as we talk a little bit about this race and how this unfolded, Taco Tuesday once again, Went off stride. Broke again, went off stride. We actually talked a little bit about this horse on the Facebook Live. But, uh, yeah, still the photo sign up for second. But three, Marion Marauder uh, doing the uh, kind of dancing around the winner's circle there as we get ready for the winner's circle presentation. Jessica Odd will be joining us in just a moment. We've got an eye out for her. She's got winner's circle reactions down from a jam-packed Meadowlands winner's circle. Let's talk about a couple of the other horses that raced in here. Jason, I thought, raced okay. Uh, closed up on the outside a little bit. So, so. He was flat in the stretch. He had every chance. He got a perfect trip, but he had no punch when it came to ask the when he asked the question. He really didn't have no punch. Cufflick Hanover flew home. By the way, that horse was really coming at the end, and the photo sign is down for second. Then I Cufflick Hanover. A very very good close. A horse that really didn't have too much uh, position. It is signed five. Warley Rue was third, and fourth goes to number four, Dason. Now, Mike, let's uh, bring you in here for just a second. We talked a little bit about Warley Rue. This is a horse that changed strategies, went to the front this time, and really wasn't too far away from picking up the win. Yeah, that's true, Mike. Uh, he really raced exceptionally well, and I was, I was looking at the program. I was really impressed with how he raced uh, with a parked-out journey last week for uh, driver Daniel Dubay, and he did not disappoint here. Uh, he tired a little bit after setting the uh, fractions early. I think he's more of a come-from-behind horse, but, boy, did he show some heart against Marion Marauder around the three-quarter pole. Good. All right, let's send it down to Jessica. Jessica's down in the winner's circle, and I believe Jessica's got Hollywood Hayden. Jess, take it away. I do have Hollywood Hayden with me, and he's going to give us his pick for the Meadowlands Face tonight, which is coming up next. I've seen them all. I'm going to. I can't really take the Sunbeat Somewheres out of the equation. Huntsville, to me, can do it on and off the pace, and he was pretty much wrapped up last week. So he's a horse to put down by the seaside. This this is going to be a little bit of a kind of an artificial Sunbeat Somewhere coming to the wire together. It's going to be a fast mile. Filibuster Hanover is kind of the X factor because we haven't seen his best yet. Every now and then you get a three-year-old that's uber talented like a shark gesture a decade ago, but maybe he's not ready for his best at this point. I think Philibus Hanover might be in that category, but I'm still going to put him in there. So I'm going to go Huntsville down by the seaside and filibuster Hanover and put Bloodline in there for the Super Fetter betters, all somebody somewhere. Tim Teacher is looking for his fifth Meadowlands pace. He's driven every year to last 10. This is his 11th drive. He's only 35 years old. Um, and Brian Sears, if he wins, we're down by the seaside. There'll be the fifth time a driver has won this back-to-back. Our new Hamiltonian Society director has done it twice, and Tietrich has also done it. So we'll see if Brian Sears can, when he won it last year, would control the moment. Well, so I'm going to go four, five, seven, one, four, five, exacta, box up the four, five, and that I'm not getting probably a lot of value, but I don't think it can be anybody else. I think they kind of lay over the other six. Thank you, Bob. He is like a walking book of knowledge, everybody. Did you get all of that up there? 
Absolutely, we did. Thank you very much, Jessica. We'll check in with you in just a few minutes. Rich Matei, the prices have been posted uh, for the Hamiltonian Maturity Race. Say, why don't you fill us in? Mary Marauder paid 260 to win, 220 to place at 210 to show. Number nine, Cufflink Hanover, 744, 60 and five. Warrowee Rue paid 360 to show. The exact of three and nine, 25 dollars and 40 cents. And the trifecta of three, nine and five, 87 dollars and 40 cents. We'll get the super and the pick four payout when it comes up. But if you listen to us, you could have this exacta and trifecta pretty easily. Yeah, I think so. No question about it. Once again, we're broadcasting live from the Meadowlands space. Mike Bozich along with Rich Matei. You can probably hear the DJ in the background. We're on the roof. First of all, and I know we didn't have much of a chance, Rich, to kind of set the scenario uh, for what's going on tonight because we had to rush into that Hamiltonian maturity it is a beautiful night here for racing. It was a little bit hot during the day, but uh, the sun has went down, and it is now just a gorgeous evening. I would say temperatures probably settled around mid to low 70s. The track is certainly fast. And, uh, Rich, we've had some great racing action so far. I know you have a couple of more prices that you want to give yeah, us. Yeah, the Super Effective for a dollar paid 201 even. The Pick 4 for $0.50 cents paid $12.80. And your dollar Pick 3 paid $19.00. And 40 cents. But, yeah, the weather really cooperated, especially with the rain yesterday. We didn't know if it was going to rain today, but today was a beautiful day, and it turned into a beautiful night. Yeah, it certainly did. And we had some great racing action uh, earlier, uh, Rich. Let's go over that real quick, and uh, we'll start in the very first race. Once again, Ariana G. She just looked very, very sharp, 51-4. and under wraps, defeating Magic Presto and Dream Baby Dream. Your thoughts? Yeah, Dream Baby Dream looked like for a second she was going to challenge Ariana G, but Ariana G, after facing the males in the Beal a couple weeks ago, that class just kicked in at the eighth pole, and it was see you later. But I think Dream Baby Dream actually raced pretty well. Didn't get the second money, finished third. But Rod Allen tried to win a race with this horse, and I think this horse has a bright future as well. So I think the one and the two are the one that you want out of that race. All right, second race, uh, it was once again number two, Hanalore Hanover, in a double I'm sure that you had for at least 50 cents. Hanalore Hanover looked very sharp, track record performance, 150 and three, and it looked like she had plenty more in the tank as well. Yeah, I think it was just a public workout, as people like to say. The horse that actually raced pretty good was the four Oho Diamond, who was 95 to one, who finished third. The three Caprice Hill raced pretty well to be second, but they were not beating Hanalore Hanover today. Absolutely not, and that was the Miss Versatility free-for-all for mares. Race number three, the three-year-old Open Trotters, and uh, that was a field of eight. And once again, Walner looked very, very sharp in that particular race, Rich. Walner looked very good in that particular oh, yeah. race. And Devious Man raced pretty well, yep. too, to finish second. And Bill's Man even raced okay to be third. But Walner is definitely the horse to be in the Hamiltonian, and he showed it tonight that he's a really serious racehorse. We have not seen the best of this horse, I don't think. He could be an absolute superstar or a horse of a lifetime. Yeah, 50-2, and two, that was the stakes record. Muscles Jared uh, broke uh, in that uh, start. And Sorty broke and, in the pocket. And Sorty broke in the pocket, that's right. The fourth race was the Dell Miller Memorial for three-year-old Philly Trotters. And uh, that was a pretty good race there, as well as uh, overdraft Volo took care of business. Yeah, and if you played the four, feed your head. It's 14 to 1. Such a tough beat. Tried to cut the mile, rated the fraction, and just got nailed by overdraft Volo, who had a perfect trip. But this horse into the ability, coming uh, second over last week, and then making a big move against Dream Baby Dream. 
who walked on the lead last week. But overdraft Bolo deserved the victory and got it. No question about it. Race five was the mistletoe chalet for three-year-old uh, Philly Pacers. A field of seven and agent Q left no doubt who uh, one of the dominant Phillies going forward is going to be with that track record one forty-eight and four performance. Yeah, that she went first over and went right on by like everybody was standing still. I don't know how this horse wasn't the favorite, by the way, in the Lynch final. And well, you got one to two tonight if you didn't have her in the Lynch. But she was definitely the horse to beat coming in, and she's definitely the top pacing Philly for three-year-olds in the country. No question about it. race number six was the Miss Versatility for a free-for-all mares, and that race was taken by Emoticon Hanover. And Rich, you were surprised at the value that we saw on her tonight. Yeah, I thought she'd be like six to five or even money. She went off at seven to two, and Dan Dubay simply stole the race, cutting the mile, raided the fractions. Broadway Donna took a good, bold run at her, but Emoticon Hanover just flicked her like it was nothing and went with the victory. All right, and uh, race number seven, was the uh, that was an overnight event, and uh, that uh, solidified your pick four, I believe, as Max Daddy Blue Chip won very, very easily over the $7,500 claimer. Mr. Julian, who I thought raced very well and uh, turned a lot of heads with that 48-4 performance last week. Yeah, we even said going to three quarters that, oh, the five's done. But then at the eighth pole... He was still sticking around. He raced really well, but they weren't beating Mac Daddy Blue Chip, especially off that last race where this horse had big, big time fractions going off stride last time out. So Mac Daddy Blue Chip, you didn't get nine to two. You got four to five. So everybody, I guess, saw what I saw. Absolutely. Let's uh, go ahead and get with the Meadowlands uh, pace here because, believe it or not, they are coming out onto the racetrack for this three-year-old open event going for a purse of $738,550, a field of 10, a good field. And, uh, Rich, let's go through these one by one. The one is uh, Diamond Creek Racing's Bloodline, the three-year-old Colt by Some Beach Somewhere, 5-1 to one in the morning line, a lot bigger odds here at 23-1. to one. Yeah, this horse is actually a homebred. And the funny thing about this race is half the field are homebred. So if you're looking at the go into the sales, you don't have to look much further. You could just breed them on your own. Uh, Bloodline is a half blood brother, and actually Jim Tactor, like Michael Carter said in the pregame, that he has never won a Meadowlands pace. And this horse raced very well last week to keep up with Huntsville. I don't know if he's good enough to win the race, but at 23 to one, if you like him, I'm not talking you off. Two max jackpot, big long shot. Jeffrey Snyder, Dave Miller drives. This is a horse that provided you with a very nice mutual about five weeks back of 42 to one. You're going to get very, very uh, similar odds on him tonight. Yeah, Jeff Snyder's looking for his fourth Meadowlands pace victory. He's been an owner in three of them. This horse is a homebred. He bred this one. I don't know if this horse has the class ability to keep up with these, but the horse did race okay last week in the elimination was sitting in the pocket, then got shuffled back and just stayed where he was. But at 44 to 1, everybody on this in the tote right now because Huntsville's 3 to 5 is balloon, so I'm not going to talk you off this one if you like this one as well. All right, let's throw it to Mike Carter with number 3 Boogie Shuffle Fox Hollow Farm Zone. Scott Zeron drives this horse uh, finished disappointing 7th in the pace elimination at 85 to 1, and I don't think you're going to get much lower than that tonight here, Mike. 
No, not at all. Currently 70-1 on the three boogie shuffle. Wasn't too impressed with his pace elimination, but he did erase exemplary in the hemp elimination where he finished third to set a phase coach at Ozone Blue Chip. All right, number four in the field is one of the elephants in the room, Rich Matei, Huntsville. And uh, this is a horse that has won 11 of 17, stamped his ticket here with a little bit of an odd course, 48 and 4 in the Meadowlands pace elimination. Did not have to race in there. That second place finish in the North American Cup. Huntsville is the elephant in the room right now, Richard, 3 to 5. Yeah, and he's also trying to be the second Breeders' Crown champion to win the Meadowlands pace. The only one to do it was in 2008 with Well Said. And a funny thing I was reading how this horse got his name. Ray Schnicker, who bred the horse, actually likes going to rodeos. And his favorite um, calf roper, Joe Beaver, is from Huntsville, Texas. And that's how this colt got his name. Number five, uh, Mike Carter is down by the seaside. The three-year-old colt by Sunbeach somewhere uh, figures to be one of the only ones in this race that may be able to go with Huntsville. But uh, he has lost two of his last three races. And I guess the question is right now, has his form dulled? You know, it's kind of it's kind of interesting on the five down by the seaside, an Ohio connection uh, for me. He was fifth in the uh, hemp final. He took a week off. I talked to trader Brian Brown this week, and he said down by the seaside, uh, you know, the week should have helped him off. Uh, two weeks ago in the hemp elimination, he looked really sharp. He's hoping that the form will come back with the time off. Rich, I know you had something that you wanted to throw in about five down by the seaside. Certainly one of the big contenders in here. Yeah, I defended this horse after everybody said, oh, this horse is done after the last race. But this horse got cooked on the lead. They went 25-4 and the opening quarter mile. And this was a race that fell apart. Fear the Dragon had a perfect second over trip. And Funkin' Waffles, who came to be uh, second, came from out of the clouds in that race. So I think the race just fell apart. And if you look at the horse's racing line, this horse races very well off of freshening. They accepted the buy because uh, trainer Brian Brown wanted a fresh horse for this race, and this horse is three to one right now. So I think that this horse has a is going to have a prime effort, and I think it's going to be a cat, cat and mouse race between the four and the five. I think Brian Tears is just going to send down by the seaside, and we'll see what happens if Huntsville wants to take the pocket or not. Number six is Me So Fast. Rich, I'll throw this to you. Me So Fast is one of the only horses that has managed to beat Fear the Dragon. That was two starts back in the Hemp Elimination. Came first over last time, wavered in the stretch. Your thoughts on this three-year-old? I think he had a good trip last time, but um, I think he has a lot of ability. I actually bet him a couple times and been chasing him, and I think this horse could get a good trip, maybe second or third over, and at 13-1, to 1, if you like him, bet him, because 13-1 to 1 is a huge overlay Me So Fast. Number seven, filibuster Hanover Mike Carter, a horse that drew post number 10 in the Meadowlands Pace Elimination, finished sixth, was bet a little bit, 10 to 1, currently on the board, 13 to 1. Is he a contender in here? You know, it's kind of interesting for filibuster Hanover in the Pepsi North America Cup. He made a very uncharacteristic break, but they also went 119 and three to three quarters on that night after finishing second in the North America Cup elimination. He's kind of in a step uh, below uh, down by the seaside Huntsville and Fear the Dragon. Post seven kind of worries me here tonight. I think eight to one is a, uh, a little bit of an overlay. All right, Rich, let's throw it to you. Great Santa Fe's coach. The OIO trains for driver Corey Callahan, a third-place finish in the Meadowlands Pace Elimination. We saw this horse at Hemp final night. Had a pocket trip. Looked like this horse would be a factor, uh, but the tire down the stretch against the big guns, and tonight draws post-eight. Yeah, but like I said, he drew the pocket, and that race is a race that basically fell apart. And trainer Leo Lorden 
said that he really liked this horse's elimination. He said Corey did a good job just saving ground. They weren't going to beat Huntsville that day. So Santa's face coach at a price might be one that you want to use. All right, Mike, I'll turn to you. Nine Classic Pro, uh, trained by Dr. Ian Moore, who was up for uh, a couple of post-time with Mike and Mike Awards here over the past couple of years. And Classic Pro is the only horse in this race, Mike. Post nine, a big fight. Yeah, he raced extremely well in the Ontario Sire Stakes Gold, where he was a winner by a length in 153-1. and one. But the race that kind of jumps off the page at me was the fact that he could stick with these guys in the Pepsi North America Cup. He was fourth, only missed by five lengths. He only came home in 29-1, and one, but he proved that he can hang with these. At 46-1, you might want to use Classic Pro in your exotics. All right, and Mud. Uh... Rich number 10 is Talon Soup, the Bruce Saunders trainee. A win, two starts back in an overnight. Finished fifth in the Meadowlands face elimination. This is going to be very tough. 75 to 1, and that's probably a little low. Yeah, but he did have a tough drip trip in the elimination. He did come first over, but he did f- fight hard to be fifth. He hung around for a while in the stretch, and this horse actually got started out late. He had a foot bruise earlier in the season, but that 148 and 4, two starts back. At 85-1, to I don't know what this horse is going to do, but I think he actually does belong in the race. Earlier in the week, Mike Carter had a chance to catch up with some of the participants in the Meadowlands pace. Let's listen. Now, another race that you drew well is with Boogie Shuffle in the $738,000 Crawford Farms Meadowlands pace. And talk about a uh, tough field. You've got Huntsville and down by the seaside right to your outside. How do you see this race kind of playing out, and uh, what's uh, what's kind of like the game plan like going into Saturday night? Uh, it, it's a great field of horses. Uh, obviously, there's no fear of the dragon, but everybody else is there. And, yeah, I, I can't anticipate what everybody else is going to do. I drew well. I know my horse. Uh, you know, he's not 100% on form right now. And, I, you know, we don't have any explanations for him. He's not sick. He's not bleeding. He's not sore. So, you know, mentally, he's just... He's not there right now, and we're just hoping that he just kind of peaks at the right time in the final of the Meadowlands pace. But, you know, he's very nice to drive. He'll let me put him in any spot I want, and I'm just going to have to hope that uh, he feels like he wants to play. We're here with trainer Brian Brown, who trains down by the seaside in the Meadowlands pace coming up here tonight. And, Brian, talk to us a little bit about uh, down by the seaside and the week he's had off. He got a buy into the Meadowlands pace, and uh, he got to relax a little bit. Yes, he's he's been out to New Jersey. He left uh, Pocono and went straight to New Jersey. He went uh, the first two days, Sunday and Monday, to David Miller's farm. Had a couple days off to spend time in the paddock. Uh, they took him back in Tuesday, started jogging, and uh, they thought his foot might be bothering him a little, so they put uh, a uh, flip-flops on him, and they thought that really helped jogged him trained him light in it, and then he uh, switched back to the regular aluminum on Tuesday, trained him on Wednesday, and they were really happy. Nifty Norman and my niece, Tony, are out there with him. He's at Nifty's barn. Nifty's been jogging, trained him every day, and and uh, Nifty texted me yesterday, thinks that uh, he's ready to go, and we have a shot to, to have a chance. Now, Brian, for those uh, who may not know uh, what the difference in shoes are, what does the flip-flop do for them? It, it's a big pad that gets thicker from the toe to the heel. The heel is thicker, 
so it helps protect the foot and it lifts the angle a little to uh, you know actually help he's had a little bit of knee trouble once in a while it helps with that for the week and a half too so it just like killed two birds with one stone there and, and the horse uh, Nifty reports the horse is in pretty good shape now, Brian, coming out of uh, the race at Pocono Downs, he uh, he raced extremely well in both races. Uh, what kind of a trip do you expect him to get uh, in the pace, and do you have sort of a game plan, or are you going to kind of see what happens uh, once the gate opens? No, this is pretty much going to be up to Brian. I'll talk to him a little bit, but he's the one that's got to decide and make the move. Uh, I just don't want to be, you know, down to the half and uh, the quarter as fast as we were in the last two finals, but... Brian knows what he's doing. He will figure this out and put us in the right spot. We're here with trainer Ray Schnitt. All right, we're set to go. It's the 2017 Meadowlands Pace. Rich, uh, do you want to throw in? you got a quick pick forward ticket you want to throw in? In this race, I'm using the four Huntsville and the five down by the seaside. If the next race is wide open, I'm going six deep, two, four, five, six, nine, and ten. I really think Delta Winner could get back to where he was. Then in race 11, I'm using the 4, the 5, and the 10. And then in the last race, I'm using Rubio and Long Tom. Those are the 1 and the 4. It's a $75,000 guaranteed late pick 4, and it's the Meadowlands pace. All right, here we go. And it's Ken Warkington's first call of uh, the Meadowlands pace. Of course, this one uh, dedicated to our good friend Sam McKee with the call of the 2017 Crawford Farms Meadowlands pace. Let's turn it upstairs to Ken Warkington. Rob, classic pro, the free-legged pacer, blasts off from the far outside for Trevor Henry. Down by the seaside, Huntsville, Max Jackpot, and Bloodline, and it's a cavalry charge into the first turn. Bloodline on the inside, and from the outside, classic pro with the early speed, that long shot takes the lead. Max Jackpot settles in, Huntsville off the speed, fourth here as they head to the quarter. Down by the seaside, and Sears in that fifth position, Boogie shuffles next in sixth. Then it's me so fast, followed by filibuster Hanover and Santa Fe's coach and talent soup, 26 and four fifths. A quick move from Mark McDonald and Bloodline. Bloodline takes the lead from the early speed classic pro. Here comes Huntsville, the big favorite of Tietrich now. That one gets the cue. Second to challenge Bloodline for the lead. Max Jackpot tightens in from fourth across the back stretch here. Down by the seaside, fifth on the inside, getting underway is me so fast. To track him is filibuster Hanover as Boogie Shuffle stayed in. And then Santa Fe's coach and talent soup, the half mile, 53 and three fifths. It's a lively clip here, and it's Huntsville in front. Huntsville by length and a half, stocked now by Bloodline as they race the far. It's Classic Pro gapped in third here as they hit the three quarters. Down by the seaside, first over, inching up closer, but he's got three and a half, four to make up. Miso Fast is tracking him fifth on the outside. Stride for stride with Max Jackpot on the rail. But it's Huntsville who takes them by three quarters in a dazzling one. 20 and 3, 27 flat into the stretch. Huntsville looking to see it through here in the Meadowlands pace, and he scoots off by two and a half, three. It's Bloodline on the inside. He needs to do more. An exploding late down by the seaside for the White Knight on the outside. A two-pronged attack. Can Huntsville hold on? Huntsville down by the seaside. A bottle lunge out on the outside. Huntsville on the inside. Down by the seaside. Huntsville. Huntsville holds off down by the seaside. Then Classic Pro and filibuster Hanover. Five pace trophies for Tietrich. 147-4. Huntsville. 
How about that? What a terrific stretch drive. Huntsville, it looked like he was going to get swallowed up, Rich Matei, in the stretch. Bloodline was attacking from the pylons. It looked like he had fresh legs. But then down by the seaside started to kick in. But Huntsville was just that damn good. That is how a good horse wins. Yeah. I thought the five was going right on by. And you could tell that these two were much the best in this race. They're at least five or six lengths clear of the rest of the field. Classic Bro was third. He didn't disgrace himself any bit. But Huntsville is the goods. No question about it. That was an unbelievable race. 53-3 and three brushed past 120-3 and three for three quarters. And that final time of 147-4 and four, when it looked like down by the seaside. Well, first, like I said, it looked like Bloodline was going to come through along the inside. And then down by the seaside kicked in. But what an amazing, amazing win for Huntsville. And how about driver Tim Tietrich? You know, Rich, we talked about how guys like Dave Miller, the Hall of Famer, and unbelievable, if you look on your television set right now, go and bond by Huntsville with Max Jackpot. As many great trophies and great races that the Hall of Famer, Dave Miller, has won, he has never won a Meadowlands race. We talked to Jimmy Tactor. He come very close, I thought, to winning his first yeah. race today with Bloodline up the inside, who uh, weakened towards the end. But Tim Tietrich has now won five of these. Yeah, it's probably just coming natural to him, honestly. He probably uh, thinks he's going to get one every year, and he almost does. <laughs> yeah, he almost does. Timmy T's headed back to the winner's circle. Huntsville is the goods. It is his 12th career win. Rich, this win puts him over the $1 million mark in career earnings. Ray Schnitger, the trainer. And once again, for those of you who just may be tuning in, who may have missed our preview as we were going through the post parade, how did Huntsville get his name? Uh, Snickerlace going to rodeos. <laughs> and his favorite calf roper's name is Joe Beaver, and he's from Huntsville, Texas. How about that? Unbelievable. Huntsville in 147 and 4. We're going to take a badly needed commercial break. When we come back, we'll have more from the 2017 Meadowlands Pace on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Join us for the 23rd Annual National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 12th and 13th at the Horse Park of New Jersey. Pre-entries close July 26th. The visions offered include English, Western, Driving, Dressage, In-Hand, Showmanship, Gated, Jumper, Hunter, Speed, Fun, Equitation, Fresh Off the Track, Jersey Bread, and Roadster. There'll also be a stick horse rodeo for children between 3 and 10. Also, want a chance to receive $200 in cash and a custom belt buckle? Participate in the Pacing for the Cure in-hand trail. Visit sphonj.org for more information. That's sphonj.org for more information. It's the 23rd Annual National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 12th and 13th at the Horse Park of New Jersey, presented jointly by the SPHO of New Jersey and the SBOA of New Jersey and our numerous sponsors. Pre-entries close July 26th. Be there! Join Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment for a Corn Tastic weekend on Friday, July 21st. 
All guests will receive a free ear of grilled Jersey fresh corn, and you can sign up at the promotions table for the corn carrying contest after race two and corn husking contest after race four. All events will take place in the backyard, and winners will receive $100 betting vouchers. All participants will receive a $25 voucher. Gates open at 5 p.m. For more information, visit PlayMetalands.com. Summer racing heats up at the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Catch all the action Saturday, Monday, and Tuesday with a post time of 6.30 and Sunday at 7.30 p.m. In July and August, it's the two- and three-year-old trotters and pacers in the spotlight in Pennsylvania Sire Stakes and Pennsylvania Stallion Series action. Follow us on Twitter for all things racing at Downs at MSP at Downs at MSP. Mohegan Sun Pocono. The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standard breads the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program. Coverage of the 2017 Meadowlands Pace is brought to you by Bet America. Play the Bet America way. New Vocations. Make your next racehorse an ex-racehorse. TheStable.ca. An affordable way to own all of or part of a horse. The Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment. Visit PlayMeadowlands.com. The Standardbred Pleasure Horse Organization. Visit the National Standardbred Horse Show at the Horse Park of New Jersey on August 12th and 13th. The Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Live racing every Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday with post times of 6.30, Sunday, 7.30. The Kentucky Sires Stakes with the richest finals in North America for two and three-year-olds. Embroidery Unlimited, your home for all of your embroidery needs. Hoosier Park Racing and Casino, this year's home of the Breeders' Crown, the Maryland Horse Council, unifying Maryland's diverse horse community, and the Harness Racing Fan Zone. And uh, Mike Carter will be joining us in just a few minutes. The uh, blanket and trophy presentation made by Michelle Crawford to the winning connections of Huntsville and a race that was just well-deserved. If you just missed it, Huntsville crosses the line first in a time of 1.47 and 4. And we're going to send it down to Jessica Otten in just a moment. Uh, Rich, I believe you have some prices for us, my friend. Yes, the winner paid 240, 210, and 210. Down by the seed side, paid 280 to place 240 to show. And the nine classic pro paid six dollars even to show. The exacta paid five dollars eighty cents. Trifecta one hundred fourteen dollars and twenty cents. And the superfecta for a dollar paid three hundred fifteen dollars and sixty cents. Yeah, no, once again, just a great, great win uh, for Huntsville. 
getting the job done in 147 and 4. We're going to have some guests here in a few minutes. Of course, we're going to turn it down to Jessica Otten. The next race, and, and don't tune out, by the way, because the night isn't even close to no. being over. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite races is coming up next, and that's the, the big boys, the, the age paces. Yes. I love age paces. They uh, put on a show at Pocono when we went there. Holy moly. Was that something? Keystone Velocity. By the way, Tom Daly, who's also part of this broadcast team, is down Ooh. there taking some Tom Daly. Not Tom Daly. Tom Daly. <laughs> and he is down there getting some shots for us, uh, some photographs. And I'll tell you what, what a great job that he did uh, getting that great picture with Keystone Velocity was able to uh, get up in time over Mel Maron. We're going to have Robert Cooper, the owner of Mel Maron, up here in just a few minutes. And, uh, boy, we... Maybe I'll leave it to you to ask him about that race because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want me to get hit. <laughs> That's right. But uh, nonetheless, that was a heartbreaking loss, but a great one for Keith Velocity and a great shot, by the way, for uh, Tom Daly. So uh, got to give him a lot of credit. And Jason Settlemore is going to join us. Of course, yeah. he's down in the winner's circle. Uh, we're going to talk to uh, Jason. And a big high five to uh, one of our colleagues, Rich. We're both announcers. And Ken Warkington had uh, very big shoes to fill here yeah. this year. Rich filling in, uh, obviously. Well, not filling in, but... Um, you know, the regular track announcer here at the Meadowlands, and it was his first Meadowlands pace. And, of course, Sam McKee was the voice of the Meadowlands pace. And I'll tell you something right now. Sam's presence is certainly over us here on an evening like this. Yes, he's helped many of us in this career as announcers. I'm sure he's helped you. He's definitely helped me, and I miss him very much. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Jessica's standing by down in the winner's circle. We're going to see if uh, she could bring along somebody, uh, perhaps trainer Ray Schnitger's down there. The drivers are going to be tough to get, uh, Rich, because they have to go uh, back, of course, and get ready for the yeah. next race. So celebration time is uh, very limited. But uh, perhaps, uh, Jess, if you could uh, snag Ray Schnitger down there, perhaps uh, one of the owners, uh, that would uh, certainly be great. Of uh, Huntsville, uh, Ted Gewirtz, Steve Arnold, of course, uh, prominent owners, Rich, in this industry. But uh, anyway, let's touch a little bit while uh, we get ready to turn it to just down the winner's circle. While we have a chance, the uh, Meadowlands, uh, the William Houghton Memorial, the TBG Free For All, yeah. uh, going a mile and an eighth, going for a purse of $427,400. And uh, this is a very interesting race. You've got a lot of great older pacers in here, Rich, but there's a couple of caveats. First of all, it's going a mile and an eighth. And second of all, you're going to have two horses starting from the uh, second tier. Especially so the, probably the post-time favorite, too. That's right. And Mel Mara is going to be starting from post position number 12. And we're going to have his owner, Robert Cooper, here in just a moment. Let's take a real quick timeout. When we come back, we'll send it down to Jessica Otten in the winner's circle. You've got post-time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Don't go anywhere. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. The Kentucky Sire Stinks is a culmination of a month-long series of preliminary races with the biggest money earners getting a chance to compete in one of the richest finals in North America. The Kentucky Sire Stinks includes two- and three-year-old pacers and trotters competing for over $2 million in purses. 
All the races are conducted at the historic Red Mile in Lexington, Kentucky. The series starts on Thursday, August 17th at 7 p.m. For more information, visit khrc.ky.gov. That's khrc.ky.gov. We're back broadcasting live from the Meadowlands. Mike Bozich along with Rich Matei. Mike Carter is back in the makeshift post time with Mike and Mike Studios. We're going down. We promise you that we're going down to Jessica Hahn in just a couple of seconds. She's going to try to uh, get the winner's circle reaction from Ray Schnitger. Mike, let's bring you in a very interesting replay, Mike, and a very interesting stretch drive with Bloodline going off stride. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, you know, how it all kind of turned out with Bloodline going off stride. Uh, I, I guess the interesting thing, and uh, Rich, uh, let's bring you in on this. Uh, did anybody else see anything at the top of the stretch uh, that uh, might have been, uh, you know, might have caused a little bit of confusion? I didn't see anything. I just saw Mark McDonald angle out Bloodline, and he just went backwards, and I guess he was a tired horse, which made him go off stride. But honestly, I don't even think it would have mattered because the four and the five, had so much separation on the field when it came to the finish that, uh, but I really didn't see much. I think bloodline just did it on his own. All right. Once again, Jessica, I'm still standing by in the winner's circle. Yeah, that's always a tough situation. Uh, kind of a tough judgment call, uh, but four, five, nine, seven in the Meadowlands space. And, uh, right now we're going to send it downstairs. Jessica, well, she had Ray Schnitter and, uh, you know, you got a lot of celebration going on down there in the Winter Circle, Rich. Okay, here we go. Jessica is standing by with uh, trainer Ray Schnitzer. Jessica, go ahead. Hi, Paul. You good? Hey, guys. I'm here with the trainer of Huntsville, Ray. Hold on just a second. What were your thoughts going into the ninth race? Um, well, I was coming from Yonkers, so I was hoping I could get here. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I thought we had the best horse, and you know, I wanted to tell it went out. And, uh, you know, I'm just watching the replay now. I haven't even seen the race. So uh looks like he was driving pretty good down the lane. Looks like Seaside was getting to him a little bit maybe, but uh he hung tough. You know, good ones good ones know how to win. Exactly. He raced awesome. What are your feelings right now? Um it's great. It's the second one I've had with Timmy. He's done a good job. And uh I was look, pray, looks like you're praying for the wire, but he uh, he got there and a nice record and um we'll go to the adios next week if he comes comes out of it good. So you're going to head to the odds. That was my next question. You're heading to the audios as he comes out of this good? Yes, we're definitely. Well, congratulations and best of luck in the audios. Thank you for your time. Back up to you, Mike. All right, thank you very much, Jessica. And down to the winner's circle with trainer Ray Schnitker, the winner of uh, Huntsville. And now we're joined by the owner of Mel Mero, who's competing here in just a few minutes, Robert Cooper. Robert, first of all, give us your thoughts on the, the Meadowland space. What do you think of Huntsville's effort there? Oh, Huntsville is great. The weather is perfect. The... Uh... Conditions are perfect, and um, other than going in the pylon, he uh, looked excellent. All right, let's talk about uh, last week or last start from Helmera at the Pocono. What a heartbreaking loss in what is going to go down as one of the best uh, stretch drives of the year between your horse and Keystone Velocity. It was just tit for tat down the stretch. Keystone Velocity got the edge, but certainly Helmera raced with all heart. Yeah, um... Look, we got beat right at the wire. Not one horse that I saw that night finished up on the front end. Uh, Keystone Velocity got the best of us on the uh, passing lane at the very last second, and uh, it's over. We're on 
one right now. That's right. That's what you got to do. Turn the page. And let me turn this page, my friend, because you're going to look at post position number 12 at a mile of today's race. This certainly has to be something interesting. Three to one on the morning line. Once again, you've got a great field here, but perhaps you're going to have to have a lot of traffic to negotiate. It is going a mile and an eighth. What are your thoughts of the distance? What are your thoughts of the uh, second two stunt? Um, speed is king tonight, but uh, listen, I don't know what to expect. I've never had a horse in the second tier in a stakes race like this, but I was just th- speaking with John Campbell, and he says that uh, he's got the most experience uh, in a 12-horse field with a mile and eighth. He thinks it's not, he's not a bad spot. He thinks uh, we'll be sitting closer up than I, uh, than I think. All right, looking at the program once again, Robert, these are a lot of horses. You faced a lot of these horses before. You faced Moncato. You faced all bets off. Uh, who are, is there anybody in this race that particularly jumps off the page and scares you? You're taking on all comers. Um, listen, every, every everybody has a good horse here. It's a mile and an eighth. The conditions are absolutely perfect racing. Um, all bets off always shows up. Um, Boston Red Rocks racing good. And, you know, anybody could trip out here, but um, this I, I have to believe this is going to be a track record time race in this kind of weather. Robert, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Best of luck, my friend. All right, thanks. All right, that was Robert Cooper. Thank you, my friend. Jason, come on over here, buddy. No rest for the wicked. No rest for the wicked. Come on, sit right down here. This is uh, the boss, Jason Settlemore, joining us here on the post time with Mike and Mike. And uh, first of all, let's get your thoughts on uh, what was a great Meadowlands pace. Huntsville just had every single answer, even though it looked like he was beat quite a few times down the stretch. Yeah, you know, it, just an incredible animal uh, that Ray has there. Tim, you know, obviously Tim's one of the, he is one of the elite drivers in our sport, one of the best that's ever sat behind a horse. So, uh, and, and Ray's a heck of a trainer. And uh, this is his second uh, Meadowlands pace for Ray. Uh, he's won a Hamiltonian, you know, so uh, um, Ray's a very sharp trainer, personal friend of mine. So I was happy to see Ray win it. But what a great race it was uh, down by the seaside, roughed up. Has that horse ever gotten a trip? I mean, down by the seaside, first over on the outside. So uh, that horse put in an incredible mile. Um, you know, it looked like uh, at the top of the stretch that uh, that Ray's colt there, Huntsville, threw in a couple steps. Um, you know, but he gathered himself back up pretty quickly and went on, and what a great race it was. The Hamiltonian maturity was a great race before that. Uh, it's just been a stellar night of racing here. Yeah, it certainly has. We've seen, we've seen a lot of great performances, still a lot of great racing to come. Jason, we know you're a busy guy, but before we let you go, we know whose presence is watching over us tonight. Us three uh, sitting at this table, uh, he's been a big influence, of course. We're talking about Sam McKee. Definitely missed tonight, but uh, he's here with us. Make no mistake about it. No mistake about it. Sam's here uh, with us tonight. I woke up thinking about Sam this morning. This was one of this was one of Sam's favorite days, and uh, like I said, I woke up thinking about him this morning, and and I just hope that uh, I'm sure he is. He's up there. He's up there looking over us right down, smiling, and he ba- he made sure that everything went well with TV tonight. That's for certain. And uh, you know, it, this has been a rough year. Um, you know, I walk into my office every day and and look down there and thinking that this has just been a bad dream, Um, you know, but, uh, you know, Sam meant so much to me personally, professionally and personally, and so much to a lot of people here in the industry. And, uh, you know, I just, I love Sam to pieces. Sam was like a big brother, a mentor uh, to me. And, um, you know, it's still very, very tough and still very, very raw. Um, But I know he's up there looking over us tonight. No question about it. Jason, we'll let you get back to work, my friend. Appreciate you joining us and appreciate everything you've done for us. Thank you for coming out tonight. We appreciate your guys' support as well. And uh, come back out here for the Hamiltonian. We'll be here. Thank you, Jason.
All right, that was Jason Settlemore. Uh, we certainly appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. And uh, certainly some great words there. Let's bring in uh, Rich Matei. Rich, uh, we were talking to Robert. We were talking to Jason. And all of a sudden we realized we only got four minutes to post here for this 10th race. And uh, I don't even know. Uh, we, we got busy. I don't even we know. We got like, 12 horses that could win this race. We've got 12 horses that could win it. We just talked to Robert. I don't even know if we got Mike. Mike Carter, are you here? Dude, I've been here for like 10 minutes. Where, where have you been? <laughs> well, you know, listen, we had Jessica and we had, uh, we definitely had, uh, we got busy, but let's talk a little bit about this race, Mike, uh, the William Houghton TBG free for all. You've got a field of 12. We just talked to Robert Cooper with Mel Mara starting from the second tier. This is a mile and an eighth race. You've got a lot of different options here. What do you make of this one? Guys, I like Mel Mara's chances. Uh, I didn't think uh, you'd get three to two here, but you know, from post number 12, uh, you know, it's going to be a tough journey, but post 12 and a mile and an eighth, I, you know, I'm always uh, for it. Uh, check six from post number 11. If you throw out the break and breaking effort in the graduate final, uh, granted they went 120 and four, he could be in the mix as well. You have all bets off. Uh, if the pace falls apart, he could be there. Boston Red Rocks, Better's Edge. This is a, uh, this is a tough race, but it's interesting to note that Scott Zeron chose Better's Edge in this race. So I think uh, Better's Edge uh, is going to have a little bit of a chance and nine to one isn't that bad of a price that's right as a matter of fact i believe we have some reactions uh that we uh that we had uh, that you had a chance to get earlier so without further ado let's do that once again you've got post time with mike and mike presented by bet america and we are broadcasting live from the meadowlands face now at bet america every track is a bonus track Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. Now, Scott, in the uh, mile and an eighth, William Houghton Memorial TVG free-for-all pace, you chose Better's Edge over Lion Snyder for trainer Jennifer Lappy. You get post number seven in a loaded field of 12 older horses here. Obviously, uh, no Wiggle It Jiggle It, no Shambhala uh, this year. We all know uh, what you did with Shambhala on Hamiltonian Day last year. Uh, talk to us a little bit about Better's Edge and uh, what made, your, uh, ma- made you choose Better's Edge over Lion Snyder. You know, they're both very good horses. Obviously, Better's Edge has a lot more experience under his belt. And for my sake, he's very easy to drive. Ryan Snyder some days can be a little a little tough, and he doesn't let you put him in the spots you want him to be in. And with 12 horses, you can't anticipate what anybody's going to do or how the race is going to unfold. So, no, I, uh, I know Ryan Snyder's capable of going a nice 48 mile and, and being right there at the wire. But I think Better's Edge, you know, I've loved driving him every time I could this year. And he's just got such an unbelievable burst of speed, whether or not you want to utilize it leaving or coming off the pace. That race, uh, you know, I, I think I, I'd tell you if I knew what I was doing, I'd tell you what I'm doing. But in that one, I'm not too sure. You know, you got Melmar with that trailing post. That's going to change a lot of things. And, you know, you got a quarter of a mile straight away. So, you know, we could be going some 24 and 4, 25 flat second quarter. So, you know, I'll just let that one play out as it is. But I love Better's Edge. I love the way he's coming into this race.
All right, we're back here at the, the Meadowlands getting ready to go for the William Hart Memorial. Rich, final thoughts on this race? It's wide open. My top selection is the nine Delta winner. He's very strong in the Franklin Elimination two-part pack. And then he couldn't, just couldn't get into the race last time. We keep him velocity Colmar and all that's off. It's one, two, three, right around the racetrack. Michael Carter, you got about 15 seconds. Your final thoughts on this one? Listen, guys, uh, this is a wide-open race, like Rich Pate said. Uh, you know, 5-2 to two and 9-5 to five is tough to take. If i got to take a selection here, I'm going to go with Better's Edge, number 7, 11-1, and uh, we'll see count our, uh, count our money at the end. All right, they are going one mile in an eighth. They're going for a purse of $427,400. It's the older Pacers taking front and center stage in the TBG free-for-all, the William Hutt Memorial. Once again, two trailers, 11 checks, 6 and 12, Melmera. It's time to send it upstairs for the voice of the Meadowlands. Ken Warkinson, it is called the William Hutt Memorial. And the field picks up speed for race 10, the William Houghton Memorial. Here they come. And the Rob, Sunfire, Blue Chip, and firing out Rock and Roll World, and Sears going for the lead, and Better's Edge is firing out as well. Sunfire, Blue Chip settles in third, Mocket Soul got away fourth, Boston Red Rocks is fifth, all bets off is sixth. Check six on the inside is seventh left out there, and parked out here is Delta Winner, who backs away to the rear of the field, so swing around the first turn, Better's Edge, and Scott Ciron to the front in 25-4, and four. wicked opening quarter. So Rocket World is going to pop up there. Sunfire Blue Chip third. Mocket Soul, 2015 winner, goes up on the outside. Say around the turn. Tracked there by Boston Red Rocks. He is tracked by all bets off a third over position. Bad shuffle here for check six. To the outside goes Melmera. He is uh, fourth over, now third over across the back stretch as they head uh, past the half. Uh, Clear Vision is next right behind him. And then Lion Snyder to the rear of the field, followed by Delta Winner next to last. And Rock-Eyed Optimist is the trailer. Double-deck past the half in 54-1. and one. It's Mocket So in front looking for another Houghton final. Mocket So, Boston Red Rocks dropped up first over. Better's Edge on the inside third as they race around the far turn. All bets off. Second over, fourth on the outside. Rock and Roll World is pinned in fifth. Uh, Melmera, third over six, just three and a half, four from the lead here. Sunfire Blue Chip got a bad shuffle. He stride for stride with clear vision on the outside. And he is tracked by Delta Winner from the rear of the field. Check six, shuffle to the rear of the field with Lion Snyder and Rock Eyed Optimist. It is Mockett's 120 and four for three quarters, 26 and three in the third quarter. Mockett's so and Dave Miller trying to hold on. Big effort from Boston Red Rocks on the outside. It's come down to these two right now. All bets off needs to do more. And then it's Better's Edge on the inside. Mockett's on the outside. Boston Red Rocks a gargantuan mile from him. 147-1 was the mile. They come down to the line. Mockett's Mockett's holds off Boston Red Rocks. Then Better's Edge. And Rock and Roll World in two minutes and four fifths. There you have another thrilling stretch drive. Market so is all heart against Boston Red Rocks. You just, Rich Matei, win an unbelievably big mile. They battled down the stretch, and it was Market so at 16 to 1, turning away a very gutsy Boston Red Rocks. And Rich, they're showing the slow mo replay. And look at Dave Miller with a big smile on his face. <laughs> look back at Brett. Oh, saying, boy. not this time, my friend. <laughs> These two, no one deserved to lose this race. Boston Red Rocks was huge. Mocket so made a brush around the first turn. And these two are separated by five or six lengths. So you could tell these two were 
going to put in a prime effort tonight, and they were the best two by far. Unbelievable. Let's uh, turn it over to Mike Carter now. Mike, a thrilling, thrilling stretch. Yet another one here on Meadowlands Pace Night. And the veteran market, so the seven-year-old picks up his 37th win, and this victory puts him over the $2 million mark in career earnings. Guys, you had to demand value in a race like this. And uh, as much as I liked Mel Mara, you had to go somewhere. And, you know, Rich, we uh, we talked a little bit about it before, 16-1. Uh, to 1, And you, we both, I think, said I think we all three said it, that just about any horse could win, any one of the 12 could win. This race is always so much fun to watch. Of course, that fast opening quarter, uh, Scott Zeron pretty much called that. But how about Mockett, so who raced exemplary? His last victory coming in a race at Yonkers Raceway just a few short weeks ago in 151-3, and three, putting in a very big effort. They had to go 47 and 1 was the final time. Unbelievable. Rich is over here listening to the music. He's completely jamming. I, I, I sent it to him for a cue, Mike, and he's sitting there bobbing his head. They are playing good music here. I got to say, where they have us, Mike, it's a big party up here. I wish you were here, buddy. But uh, nonetheless, uh, once again, a thrilling stretch. Drill. Jeff Bayman, Jr., the trainer. Dave Miller, the driver on one. Mockett So is going to return to the winner's circle. Dave with a big smile on his face. I, uh, I certainly hope that uh, Jessica Adler, Tommy D, got that shot because that is that was an unbelievable uh, shot. Once again, Mockett So, the winner of the William Hot Memorial, a big upset at the 16-to-1. Prices are up. We're going to come back with those prices. Rich will have those prices for you in just a moment. We've got plenty left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, live from the Meadowlands Base. The Kentucky Sire Stinks is a culmination of a month-long series of preliminary races with the biggest money earners getting a chance to compete in one of the richest finals in North America. The Kentucky Sire Stinks includes two- and three-year-old Pacers and Trotters competing for over $2 million in purses. All the races are conducted at the historic Red Mile in Lexington, Kentucky. The series starts on Thursday, August 17th at 7 p.m. For more information, visit khrc.ky.gov. That's khrc.ky.gov. Join us for the 23rd Annual National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 12th and 13th at the Horse Park of New Jersey. Pre-entries close July 26th. The visions offered include English, Western, Driving, Dressage, In-Hand, Showmanship, Gated, Jumper, Hunter, Speed, Fun, Equitation, Fresh Off the Track, Jersey Bread, and Roadster. There'll also be a stick horse rodeo for children between 3 and 10. Also, want a chance to receive $200 in cash and a custom belt buckle? Participate in the Pacing for the Cure in-hand trail. Visit sphonj.org for more information. That's sphonj.org for more information. It's the 23rd Annual National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 12th and 13th at the Horse Park of New Jersey, presented jointly by the SPHO of New Jersey and the SBOA of New Jersey and our numerous sponsors. Pre-entries close July 26th. Be there! Running Aces Casino and Racetrack is the premier harness racing facility and card club in the Upper Midwest, located just off I-35 and just north of the Twin Cities in beautiful Minnesota and available at simulcast centers and on ADWs across North America. With live harness racing action on Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday nights from May through September. 
For more information, visit our website, runaces.com. Join Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment for a corn-tastic weekend on Friday, July 21st. All guests will receive a free ear of grilled Jersey fresh corn, and you can sign up at the promotions table for the corn carrying contest after race two and corn husking contest after race four. All events will take place in the backyard, and winners will receive $100 betting vouchers. All participants will receive a $25 voucher. Gates open at 5 p.m. For more information, visit PlayMeadowlands.com. Back on post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, broadcasting live from the Meadowlands in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, Rich Matei, Tom Daly, Jessica Otten, is about to have winner's circle reaction, I believe, as she is honing in on the Hall of Famer Dave Miller. And uh, Jessica, if you can hear me, I have to tell you to ask him about when him and Brett crossed the line, because it looked like Dave just looked over and smiled at Brett as uh, Brett was not able to get to him. So, Jess, when you get him, you got to promise me you're going to – uh, ask him that question. <laughs> so I don't know. She's laughing down there. We'll see. Right now, Dave's with Hollywood Hayden. Quick, uh, Rich, uh, you've got prices for this one. Yeah, Market Show paid thirty-four sixty to win, eleven forty to place, and seven forty to show. Boston Red Rocks four dollars even to place, three twenty to show, and the seven Better's Edge paid eight dollars to show. The exact of one in five, one hundred thirty-seven dollars eighty cents. Try one thousand five hundred seventy-three dollars twenty cents. The pick three, $24.70, and the dollar super paid $7,809.40. All right, without further ado, let's send it down to Justin. Justin, you've got Dave Miller. Take it away, Justin. Hey, guys, I'm in the winner's circle with David Miller. David, did the race plan out like you thought it was going to? I I really wasn't for sure how I was going to go. You know, with the big field and and all, I I was just hoping not to get locked in and – I kind of edged out right in here, and uh, like I said, it didn't really unfold like I thought it would. I thought there would be a lot more levers, and I said by the by the middle of the turn, we were actually going at a pretty uh, reasonable pace, so I went ahead and uh, moved him, and uh, the horse did the rest. When you got to the mile marker, what was going through your head? Did you think they were going to get you? Um, you know what? He still felt pretty good. He still, still felt real strong. You know, I know it's an extra eighth of a mile, but... Uh, Boston Red Rocks did did uh, head him, and uh, this horse fought back. He he never gave up. He he was right on now. Mike upstairs said that when Brett came up beside you, you threw a big smile at him. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, after the race was over, I did. <laughs> after you beat him, right? Well, congratulations. Thank you for your time. Yeah. There you guys have it. David Miller winning with Mocket So. All right, thank you, you. Dave. Uh, he's he's not going to say anything. He's a veteran, you know. I, I don't know. Can you get fined for that kind of stuff, Rich? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know if you can get fined for that or not. Well, the DJ is back. I know that, but uh, we appreciate him. <laughs> we appreciate him giving us a break for a couple of races. Although yeah. he is, uh, listen, like we say, it's a party up yeah. here, and uh, and it's a real good time, and a lot of people up here having a good time. A very good crowd tonight at the Meadowlands, and we certainly appreciate everybody coming on out. And uh, we've had a couple of people approach us and uh, want your autograph, Rich. And I know you only charge five bucks a piece for your autograph, so that's not certainly a, a bad thing. I think and I have to charge them five. I mean, I, 
I think they have to charge me five dollars if they want my autograph. Yeah, and actually, yeah, people they keep trying to bring you drinks, but of course, you know, listen, we're sitting we're here in front of us. Absolutely, we're well. <laughs> speak for yourself, my friend. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, we're uh, what are we? Let's see. We are about uh, ten, ten minutes, minutes away or so from race eleven. It is the TVG Free for All Mayor Golden Girls. A field of 11 with 11 wins and glory starting from the second tier. And I like to use this term, the elephant in the room. And it is definitely Lady Shadow. She is undefeated here in 2017. But perhaps with a trailer and perhaps with post 10, it could be a little bit more of a level playing field for these other mares here tonight. Yeah, especially last week, she looked a little short. Nike, Frank, she, Nike Franco actually almost beat her last week. And the other horse that's interesting in this race is Pen Pal. Pat Lachance just looked like last week that he was just trying to get this horse around the racetrack for a tightener for better things to come. And tonight is definitely a better thing to come. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, some very good ones in here. Well, we're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll uh, take a look at the horses for the mile and an eighth golden girl for $201,000. You've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. It's a party here, Rich. A oh, yeah. Party. Oh, we're loving it. We'll be right back. <laughs> Join us for the 23rd Annual National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 12th and 13th at the Horse Park of New Jersey. Pre-entries close July 26th. The visions offered include English, Western, Driving, Dressage, In-Hand, Showmanship, Gated, Jumper, Hunter, Speed, Fun, Equitation, Fresh Off the Track, Jersey Bread, and Roadster. There'll also be a stick horse rodeo for children between 3 and 10. Also, want a chance to receive $200 in cash and a custom belt box? Participate in the Pacing for the Cure in-hand trail. Visit sphonj.org for more information. That's sphonj.org for more information. It's the 23rd Annual National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 12th and 13th at the Horse Park of New Jersey, presented jointly by the SPHO of New Jersey and the SBOA of New Jersey and our numerous sponsors. Pre-entries close July 26th. Be there! The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standard breads the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations. Racehorse Adoption Program. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At the stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, Mike Carter, Rich Matane, Jessica Utten, Tom Daly, all here with you, broadcasting live from the Meadowlands. Earlier in the week, Mike Carter had a chance to catch up with a couple of the participants, which will be competing in the Golden Girls Face coming up here at the Meadowlands. Let's listen. 
Now, the mile in an eighth Golden Girls TVG free-for-all mare's pace is race number 11. It goes for a purse of $201,000. You drive Call Me Queen Bee for trainer Ross Krogan. And talk about another loaded field here. Uh, you have Nike, Franco, Lady Shadows in here. But you have Pure Country coming off a wicked 148 qualifier. Uh, this is, uh, is going to be a, a no-slouch race for sure. It's going to be very exciting. You know, I think it's one of the toughest field of horses is these open mares. So, pure country with that qualifier coming into it, I don't know how much you can assess that. We all think she's a great horse no matter what. And uh, coming in with that 48 mile, it'll be interesting. She drew the rails, and you have Yannick on the far outside with the nine hole. It's uh, it's going to shape up pretty interesting, but I know my horse. She could leave with the starting car, go 25 seconds to the quarter, and then come right back to me. So, you know, that's her forte of leaving really fast and, and situating herself uh, near the front. And, uh, you know, that's exactly what I'm going to try and do. I just hope I could uh, outstep pure country. And then to the same token, you know, a couple of the leavers on the outside uh, aren't going to choose to leave. You know, it's, uh, I'd love to be sitting in that tool behind Yannick's horse because, you know, she gets running out a little bit late. I'd love to slide up the inside of her. There we go. I had my mute on, Mike. Thank you very much. I appreciate you letting me know that, my friend. We were listening to uh, Scott Zeron talk a little bit about his strategy with three Call Me Queen Fee, but uh, Rich mistake is trying to confuse us with professionals. But uh, Lady Shadow, the 10 horse, is definitely the elephant in the room, Mike. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that Lady Shadow, um, she's got a tough post from post number 10 here in race number 11. A horse that I kind of like, though, Mike, off of that qualifier is Pure Country, and I'm kind of surprised uh, that you're getting 4-1. to one. Uh, Rich, are you surprised at all that 4-1 to one is, the, uh, is the play here? Rich, uh, Pure Country, number there. one, 4-1 currently. Yeah. Um, I think this horse actually has been kind of disappointing this year in the four starts that she has had. I know she went 148 in the qualifier, and everybody's making a big thing about it. But she has to prove it on the racetrack against top-level Philly Mare Pacers. I like the five-pen pal, like I was saying before. I think Pat Lachance just took this horse out last week just to get a feel for the racetrack. The horse came home in 25-3. and three, And I just think this horse is ready for a prime effort. And 7-1, to one, I'm all in. Very interesting. All in on the one there, Mike. Very interesting. And once again, you got a field of 11. So you do have a trailer here with 11 wins some glory. And, uh, guys, this is a horse that we uh, took a look at a couple of starts back at Harris, Philadelphia, a horse that we thought that could not lose in that particular race. And a horse by the name of Ariel Lynn was able to nab her in the final steps at 151-3 and three after some great performances earlier on against uh, some of these horses like these. And uh, her last start was not very good. She draws post-11, uh, and uh, she's 54-1. to one. She was. Tonight, she's 80-1. to one. Some of the other long shot guys, you've got uh, Lions River Pride at 99-1. to one. Andy Miller is driving for trainer Truly Miller, and this is a trainer change. So this is going to be very interesting here with Lions River Pride currently at 99 to 1. You've got Rock Me Baby at 80 to 1. Uh, Blue Moon Strider is a pretty nice horse at 18 to 1. Frost Damage Blues at 80 to 1. There are some big prices to be had, Mike, 
because of the very presence of Lady Shadow, who we talked about as Post 10 and does have to deal with a trailer. Yeah, definitely. This is going to be a, a not-so-easy race for Lady Shadow, if you ask me. Uh, you know, she dealt with Post 9 very well um, in the Philly and Mayor preferred handicap uh, in her last start. In fact, she was parked in the opening quarter, which only went 27-3. and three. You're not going to get a 27-3 and three quarter here. I think you're going to be looking more at a 26-2, and two, maybe 26-3 and three quarter. Then you've got horses to the inside, Mike, who can definitely show speed. Of course, Pure Country, we know, can show some early speed. Nike Franco is going to be into the mix. Rock Me Baby is going to be there as well with Blue Moon Stride. Uh, who knows what she's Justin Delight is going to do with Ron Cushing. This is a wide open race, if you ask me. Yeah. Is. Let's uh, once again turn it over to uh, Rich Matei. Rich, uh, give us your final thoughts on this one as they get ready to go to the uh, gate. The countdown clock is on. You've got less than 50 seconds. I think the thing that is going for Lady Shadow is that it's a mile and an eighth, so she won't be hung out there the whole... So she has a, a pretty far way to go to get to the first turn but the nine like uh, Mike Carter was saying she's just a delight this horse left last week and actually hung around pretty good this horse is 99 to 1 somebody actually told me they liked this horse tonight and they were playing 910 so if you like 910 play 910 but you don't know what's going to happen also in these mile and an eighth races you don't know who's leaving trying to look for position I don't know if we're going to see 25 and 4 like we just saw in the last race but I know that they're going to be hitting up top which is also why I like Pen Pal, because this horse can just close like a freight train when she wants to. All right, Mike Carter, uh, Rich Matei obviously thinks the extra eighth of a mile could make the difference for Pen Pal. What say you? Yeah, definitely. I like Pen Pal's chances here. The extra eighth of a mile could definitely uh, help Pen Pal's chances out. The race in the Philly Mare Preferred Handicap at the Meadowlands, which was won by Lady Shadow, this horse was closing like a freight train, closing in 25-3. and three. I definitely think Pen Pal could strike here. In fact, if you want to play kind of like the exotics, uh, you could really fit uh, Pen Pal, Pure Country, Nike Franco, and uh, maybe Lady Shadow, or she's just a delight in and get a uh, pretty good price. Holy moly, look at the size of that moth that just <laughs> flew by my good friend, uh, Rich Matei. Anyway, it's time for the Golden Girls, the TBG free-for-all mares. They're going a mile and an eighth. And with the race call, let's go upstairs to our good friend Ken Warkinson. Once again, 11 wins Sun Glory is starting from the second tier. Ken, take it away. Top class pacing mares are set for the Golden Girls. And here they come. And they're off. Nike Franco flashing speed with Call Me Queen B, and she's going for the lead. Blue Moon Stride, and here comes a She's Just a Delight with Wim on the outside. Lady Shadow getting into it. She's three deep right now, but fourth as Pure Country saves ground fifth. It's Blue Moon Stride sixth on the outside as they head into the first turn, followed by Frost Damage Blues on the outside. In between them in tight quarters was Blue Moon Stride. Cutting the corner was Wind Sun Glory from the second tier. And still three wide, Frost Damage Blues past the quarter. Then it's Lions River Pride at the back of the pack, followed by a Rock Me Baby. And in between them is Pen Pal and Heavy Traffic at the back. 26-1 and was that opening quarter as Lady Shadow, the defending Golden Girls champion, leads the way. Nike Franco stocks her from second. Call Me Queen Bee, the Breeders' Crown champion, a peek to the outside. Here comes Pure Country, and she is surging on the outside. And live cover for Blue Moon Stride. A shuffle here for She's Just a Delight, along with Wind Sun Glory. Into the outer flow goes Lions River Pride. Third over right now, followed by Pen Pal, fourth over. 
then Rock Me Baby and Frost Damage Blues. 54 and 2 for the half mile. It's Lady Shadow, the one to knock off. Pure Country goes after her first over. Perfect trip here for Nike Franco. Still second and locked in the box right now. Call Me Queen B is pinned in. Stride for stride with Blue Moon Stride. And Sears set to come three deep with her. Tracked by Lions River Pride to the outside. She's just the light is buried. Ten Pal comes three deep but has six and a half, seven to make up. As they pass three quarters in one twenty-two flat into the stretch. They come after Lady Shadow, but she scoots clear by two. To the inside, Nike Franco trying to figure her out again. It is Lady Shadow, and she's all up. Nike Franco and T-Trick timing it on the outside with Homie Queen B third. These two to the wire. Nike Franco getting to Lady Shadow, 148-1, and it's Nike Franco and a grand slam for the Bionic Man who wins the Golden Girls over Lady Shadow. Call me Queen B and Blue Moon Stride in 201 and 2. Well, perhaps the mile and an eighth, the extra distance got to uh, number 10, Lady Shadow, who was just out sprinted home by four, Nike Franco. Four wins on the night so far for Tim Tietrick, Richard Pellucci owns uh, Joanne Looney King trains. And, you know, we had a, we had a chance, uh, Rich, to see this horse in the Betsy Ross. And she was absolutely flying at Lady Shadow, but the, the wire just came too quick for Lady Shadow. Tonight, with the mile and an eighth and that long stretch, Nike Franco is able to even the odds. Yeah, like I always say, distance is the ultimate equalizer in racing and getting that extra eighth of the mile. And this horse is from New Zealand and been racing in Australia, and they like to go further distances than they do here. So she was probably more suited for the mile and an eighth than, say, Lady Shadow was. But... It, Another observation I've seen so far is when they go around the far turn, horses seem like they're going to make big moves, and then they just flatten out in the stretch. So maybe Robert Cooper, we had him on the show before. He said speed was good all night. These two just went one-two right around the racetrack. Yeah, let's send it to Mike Carter back in the makeshift post time with Mike and Mike Studios. Uh, Mike, your thoughts? Yeah, you know, Nike Franco put in one heck of a mile, guys. I think uh, Nike Franco raced absolutely strong. And, you know, like uh, Rich Mate said, the distance is uh, the equalizer here. I think, uh, you know, I, I'm a huge advocate for these longer races or, you know, maybe even shorter races. I think it helps some horses out. And I think Nike Franco definitely benefited from that here tonight. Yeah, no question about it. And we talk a lot, Rich Matei, when we talk about marketing the sport, when we talk about different things, we talk a lot about perhaps trying to utilize different distances in harness racing. And I know it's been done to some extent, yeah. but in your opinion, is it being do is it being done to as much of an extent as perhaps it needs to be to, to uh, kind of uh, get new interest in the sport. No, because you see it in thoroughbred racing all the time. They got sprint races, they got route races, they got marathon races. Not all horses want to go the mile. You can see it day in and day out at your local racetrack. You see a horse stop every single week. And you can come to the conclusion that the horse might not just want to go that far. So if we can work at getting this different distances i know it's hard at some tracks like a half mile or five eight but at a mile track like the meadowlands you probably could get maybe four or five different distances with no problem let's take a quick time out when we come back just gone we'll have winner's circle reaction on post time with mike and mike presented by bet america live from the meadowlands 
Running Aces Casino and Racetrack is a premier harness racing facility and card club in the Upper Midwest, located just off I-35 and just north of the Twin Cities in beautiful Minnesota and available at simulcast centers and on ADWs across North America. With live harness racing action on Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday nights from May through September. For more information, visit our website, runaces.com. Kentucky Sire Stinks is a culmination of a month-long series of preliminary races with the biggest money earners getting a chance to compete in one of the richest finals in North America. The Kentucky Sire Stinks includes two- and three-year-old pacers and trotters competing for over $2 million in purses. All the races are conducted at the historic Red Mile in Lexington, Kentucky. The series starts on Thursday, August 17th at 7 p.m. For more information, visit khrc.ky.gov. That's khrc.ky.gov. Join Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment for a corntastic weekend on Friday, July 21st. All guests will receive a free ear of grilled Jersey fresh corn, and you can sign up at the promotions table for the corn carrying contest after race two and corn husking contest after race four. All events will take place in the backyard, and winners will receive $100 betting vouchers. All participants will receive a $25 voucher. Gates open at 5 p.m. For more information, visit PlayMetalands.com. Join us for the 23rd Annual National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 12th and 13th at the Horse Park of New Jersey. Pre-entries close July 26th. Divisions offered include English, Western, Driving, Dressage, In-Hand, Showmanship, Gated, Jumper, Hunter, Speed, Fun, Equitation, Fresh Off the Track, Jersey Bread, and Roadster. There'll also be a stick horse rodeo for children between 3 and 10. Also, want a chance to receive $200 in cash and a custom belt buckle? Participate in the Pacing for the Cure in-hand trail. Visit sphonj.org for more information. That's sphonj.org for more information. It's the 23rd Annual National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 12th and 13th at the Horse Park of New Jersey, presented jointly by the SPHO of New Jersey and the SBOA of New Jersey and our numerous sponsors. Pre-entries close July 26th. Be there! Come back on post time with Mike and Mike broadcasting live from the Meadowlands and the Rich Mate. You have the uh, price wrap up, the uh, tote dividends, the mutuals, whatever you want to call them. The good news for the winners and the bad news for the losers. Take it away. Mikey Franco paid six eighty to win, three forty to place, two eighty to show. Lady Shadow three twenty two sixty, and Call Me Queen B seven forty to show. The exacta four and ten twenty dollars and twenty cents. Trifecta one hundred ninety eight dollars and twenty cents. All right, Jessica. Uh, standing by in the winner's circle, she is going to talk to the winning trainer, Joanne Looney King, who, by the way, is uh, a post-time with Mike and Mike award winner. She was the Horsewoman uh, of the Year uh, last year, so congratulations to her. Obviously, she is very choked up. I know she was very big on this horse, uh, Rich. We talked uh, with her about Nike Franco a couple of different times. As she's uh, been a guest on the show a couple of times, and she's always very high on this horse. So this has to be a, uh, a very, very emotional win for her. And right now, let's send it down to Jess Scott and Jessica with a very emotional Joanne Looney King. Take it away, Jess. 
Hi, guys. I'm with Joanne Looney King, the winner of the Golden Girls. Congratulations. What were you thinking going into tonight's race, knowing that it was longer than a mile? Um, I knew she was up to it. She's a good horse. She she has raced these miles where she came from down under. So uh, uh, this was the trip we were hoping for right behind Lady Shadow. And I saw when we were getting that trip, I knew this was going to this, – this could be our night. It was your night. What's next for Nike Franco? Um, well, you know, we'll take her home for a while. Maybe back here to the Meadowlands for her next race. Uh, we we just we'll we'll decide on that real soon. Yeah, she comes out. Well, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> and there you have it, Joanne Looney King. Back up to you, Mike. All right, thank you very much, Jessica. Joanne Looney King, the winning trainer of uh, Nike Franco, a, a tremendous effort defeating Lady Shadow. And uh, you know, Rich, we talk about it. I mean. You know, you've got great horses, great horses like Lady Shadow, but they can't win all the time. And tonight just was not her night. She didn't have a very bad trip from post 10. I mean, she got a fairly, I wouldn't call it an easy lead, but it was certainly not a a very taxing tempo for her. No, post 10 did not get her beat as everybody thought it would. She just lost today to a, a not a, I wouldn't say a better horse, just the four got the trip, sat right behind, came out, and just came and got her. And like we said, I think it was the distance, honestly. Okay, let's send it to Mike Carter. Mike, uh, obviously, uh, Nike Franco, uh, very good, obviously, very emotional. Joanne Looney King in the winner's circle. She is a former post-time with Mike and Mike Award winner. And she was emotional then when she won that. She's just, uh, she, she likes to win, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Uh, talk about, uh, you know, a, a very class act uh, person in Joanne Looney King. And, uh, you know, like uh, like Rich Mate said earlier, you know, Nike Franco has been racing extremely well. And uh, the pace kind of set up for uh, for Tim Tietrich there. Uh, Tim Tietrich likes to play spoiler from the pocket. Uh, we saw it a couple years ago with Wakazashi hand over another one of Joanne Looney King's horses. So uh, why not again here with uh, Nike Franco? Yeah, no question about it. Guys, we've got one more that we're going to cover here. Uh, Hopefully, it's 10.43, and uh, it looks like uh, maybe about eight or nine minutes away from the Stanley Dancer, so we'll be able to cover the Stanley Dancer, and and, uh, we'll have to wrap it up. But, uh, Mike, let's throw it to you first. get a good field of nine here. $161,000 is the purse, and uh, I think Long Tom is certainly the horse to be coming off that uh, disappointing. Well, it wasn't disappointing. Devious Man just kind of took it away from him after sitting in the pocket. But uh, Mike Long, Tom will uh, certainly be the one to beat here with uh, Devious Man having raced earlier. Yeah, I completely agree with that statement. I think Long Tom is definitely the horse to beat. Uh, you won't get anywhere near two to one uh, on the morning line. What the Hill uh, has come back strong in a couple of nice qualifiers. Rubio is my only question mark from the rail. And then, of course, you have such an angel who's currently 10 to one on the morning line after finishing seventh in the Empire Breeders Classic. I think such an angel has a shot here from the inside at 10 to one. Yeah, no question about it. Rich, let's get initial thoughts in this race uh, before we take a one final timeout. Uh, you know, Long Tom, and by the way, speaking of Long Tom, of course, that horse was not named after Tom Daly, believe it or not, but Tom Daly got a great picture of this horse sticking his tongue out. Yeah. You can find that on our Facebook and social media pages. But, uh, you know, the horse brush last time was 80 cents on the dollar and uh, pretty much was holding up. Looked like it was going to hold up at the top of the stretch. Devious man who made you pocketbook very happy that night My come through to book? get the job done. Well, your pocketbook was very happy that night with Devious Man <laughs> as you see <laughs> hair there. Got a man Snyder. But uh, nonetheless, Long Tom definitely has to be the one to be. What the hill coming off those two qualifiers. I thought the, the second qualifier wasn't too bad. Maybe the New Jersey Sire Stakes star could make some noise here for uh, trainer Ron Burke. He might need an off the 
the fr- here after these two qualifiers, and I really don't think this horse has really beat much. Um, the horse I really like is the one Rubio. Rubio gets back to the big track. I don't think this horse wants a 5-8 track, as you see in his last two races at Pocono. He has two breaks, and it looked like he was going to win the last race, honestly. Um, he gets to the big track where he qualified here, actually, in 155. Yannick Jingra just lost the last race yep. with Lady Shadow. I'm sure he wants this one now. No question about it. Let's. Uh, well, Mike Carter's going to uh, step away for a few minutes. I was going to throw it to him, but he's got to step away for a few minutes. And we will, too, in, uh, in just a few short minutes. But, uh, Rich, I just kind of want to look back on what I thought was a very, very good night of racing tonight. And there's still a couple of races left, but this is the last six races, the last race we're going to cover as we're going to go off the air in about 14 minutes or so. But if you look back, especially after the race we covered, looking back at the Hamiltonian maturity, Marion Marauder, and I said it uh, right after the race, I think solidified himself as a, certainly a, just a, going to be a very tough force uh, in the age trotting division going forward. Yeah, that maybe him sticking around for a while will help other owners and trainers want to keep horses racing because they don't really mature until they're like four or five anyway. And this horse is really taking it to another level. I don't think he really got the respect last year as a, as a three-year-old. Maybe they were saying, oh, he was a phony triple crown winner. He was a phony Hambo winner. But this year, he is coming with full force. No question about it. A triple crown winner, and that's something you can't really take uh, away from him, certainly. That uh, ninth race, of course, was the Meadowlands pace. Just an unbelievable race by Huntsville, turning away a couple of different challengers, including down by the seaside, who really, for the length of the entire stretch wrench, if you had money to win on down by the seaside, Probably about till the eighth pole, you were headed to the winner's circle and a little bit beyond. But Huntsville rebuffed that challenge, even though throughout the stretch drive, it looked like he was facing defeat. Yeah, well, that's what makes great horses great. And I don't know if he's a great horse yet. That's a a strong word to be throwing around. But even when they're not at 100% or on their A++ game, they find a way to win. And he definitely dug in and found a way to win. No question about it. Race 10, the William Hart Memorial. Another very exciting stretch drive from the long-shot veteran Mockett So, who's made uh, close to $2 million now with that victory. That one actually put him over the $2 million mark. And Boston Red Rocks. And here's a horse, Rich, that the form kind of abandoned Boston Red Rocks for quite a while after such an outstanding two-year-old season. Even though he made $424,000 as a three-year-old, perhaps it was a little bit disappointing. And really didn't have an, anything to hang his hat on this year. I mean, some good door But that win has been elusive here in 2017. And it looked like throughout the stretch drive that he was going to get that monkey off his back tonight. But the veteran market so dug in, made for a fantastic stretch drive. Yeah, Boston Red Rocks actually raced a winning race. It's just market so dug in instead not to that. Um, that's what makes older horses that are still competing at the stakes level so so special is that they want to come out here every night every week and really put on a show and you could see that he did not want to let boston red rocks by and it's not like boston red rocks has had a bad year by any stretch i just think he's just been unlucky and of course the last race rich we just saw nike franco with an unbelievable and it wasn't really that much of an upset because he, she was a clear second choice at two to one but uh, another great stretch ride between her and lady shadow 
And she was, this time she was able to use that extra real estate to uh, take advantage of it and get the job done for trainer Joanne Looney King. Yeah, these two look like they're the best two um, mayor pacers in the country right now. And I think they're just going to knock heads for the rest of the year and they'll make it an exciting division. Now, I know, Rich, we haven't had a chance to talk about it, but uh, we've seen all the races here tonight. We were only on the air for two hours. There's a lot of great race action before we got on the air with the likes of Hanalore Hanover and Ariana G and Agent Q just putting on clinics tonight. And I know I'm kind of throwing this at you, Rich. What would you say your performance, the performance of the night here was if you had to make a snap decision and you could only pick one? Walner, easily, stakes record, 150 and two. No question. There was no question about it. There was no urging at all by driver Tim Tietrich. I don't think any scares. There was that the devious man did make a little bit of a run out. Devious man's a really nice horse, yes, too. Yeah, absolutely. And he, he made mint meat of him. He, he made a good rush at him. But as you said, Rich, when they straightened out, especially earlier in the night, there's horses that did make those big moves, you know, between the half and the three quarters. It looked like they were going to make some headway in the stretch. Just kind of leveled out. Yeah. Especially in the last couple of races, as the as the sun's gone down, it's been very, very apparent. All right. We're going to take a real quick timeout. When we come back, it's the Stanley Dancer, the three-year-old open trotters. They'll be in action next. On Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, live from the Meadowlands. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. The Kentucky Sire Stinks is a culmination of a month-long series of preliminary races with the biggest money earners getting a chance to compete in one of the richest finals in North America. The Kentucky Sire Stinks includes two- and three-year-old pacers and trotters competing for over $2 million in purses. All the races are conducted at the historic Red Mile in Lexington, Kentucky. The series starts on Thursday, August 17th at 7 p.m. For more information, visit khrc.ky.gov. That's khrc.ky.gov. 
Join us for the 23rd Annual National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 12th and 13th at the Horse Park of New Jersey. Pre-entries close July 26th. The visions offered include English, Western, Driving, Dressage, In-Hand, Showmanship, Gated, Jumper, Hunter, Speed, Fun, Equitation, Fresh Off the Track, Jersey Bread, and Roadster. There'll also be a stick horse rodeo for children between 3 and 10. Also, want a chance to receive $200 in cash and a custom belt buckle? Participate in the Pacing for the Cure in-hand trail. Visit sphonj.org for more information. That's sphonj.org for more information. It's the 23rd Annual National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 12th and 13th at the Horse Park of New Jersey, presented jointly by the SPHO of New Jersey and the SBOA of New Jersey and our numerous sponsors. Pre-entries close July 26th. Be there! All right, we're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, broadcasting live from the Meadowlands. It's time for the three-year-old Open Trotters in action in the Stanley Dancer Memorial. And let's turn it upstairs to our good friend Ken Warkinson with the call. Field of nine and uh, for Long Tom is the three-to-five betting choice. Take it away, Ken. $500, sponsored by the Tattersalls Sales Company. And on a break, Stealth Hanover. The rest on gate. Here they come. Up and trotting. Fly on out of there. What the hell now? Charging out of there and going for the lead. Long Tom and Meteoric from the inside. Three across the track around the first turn. Fly on. Gets away fourth. Rubio on the inside. Fifth around that first turn. Next comes Such an Angel. Sixth on the cones. Followed by Shake It Off, Lindy, and uh, Southwind. Cobra after breaking at the start. Stealth Hanover is the distant trailer. As What the Hill dashes up and takes the lead with Dave Miller, hits the quarter in 28 and one, a soft opener for What the Hill down the back stretch. It's strong Long Tom in that second spot now. Meteoric is a tighter third. A peek to the outside, hard to wrangle in there. Fly on fourth across the back stretch. A link to Rubio in the fifth position, followed by Such an Angel. Then it's Shake, Get Off, Lindy, and Southwind, Cobra, and Stealth, Hanover, and they are single file to have. And it's What the Hill. And Dave Miller with the upper hand here. Long Tom, a dreamy two-hole ride. 57, a slow pace here. Meteoric is third, edging to the outside. Here comes Such an Angel and Mark McDonald. First over, fourth on the outside and gaining. Fly on, now shuffle to fifth. To the outside, Shake It Off, Lindy is sixth. As they head by three-quarters on that final turn to the outside, as they head to three quarters, and Southwind Cobra is now third over, followed by Rubio and way back Stealth Hanover at three quarters. It is What the Hill in front. Such an angel threatening on the outside. Long Tom will need racing room out of the pocket and shake it off Lindy to the outside. 125 and two into the stretch. It's What the Hill in front. Trying to squeeze through Long Tom. Long Tom now has a peak of the pylons and room at the rail. Meteoric also needs room. And then shake it off, Lindy. On the inside, here comes Long Tom. What the hell? Trying to put him off, but it's Long Tom. Time for Tietrich. Long Tom. And then what the hell? And then Meteoric and a photo, 152. What a big night by driver Tim Tietrich Wrench. This time, Long Tom was able to use the pocket rhyme to his advantage, outgunning what the hell who sent uh, not the fastest fractions in the world, no question about it. Great uh, win for Long Tom getting back uh, on the winning track. Yeah, he got beat out of the pocket last time, and now he beat somebody. 
Bayou's in the pocket. Absolutely. Up the inside, the one at long top. A three to five favorite getting the job done here. What about Tim Tietrich? We just talked about Timmy. He had a very good night. Five wins on the night for uh, the bionic man, Tim Tietrich, getting the job done. Well, they're going to force us off the air because we've got a two-hour maximum. So uh, we're not going to be able to get to the price. She just told us 90 seconds. See, we've got somebody that's keeping a very watchful eye on us. And I haven't even heard from Mike Carter in a while, so I think he's he's uh, had enough. He's called it. Oh, I'm here. Oh, I'm here. Oh, are you I'm there? Here. Yes, I'm here. Well, Mike. <laughs> Matei's cost me enough money tonight. Absolutely. What are your th- uh, You had a chance to see that race. I know you had another race going on. Give us your thoughts on Long Tom getting back to the winner's circle. Long Tom looks super impressive, guys, and uh, he, you know, he was definitely uh, one of the game horses to beat, and uh, you know, it's just, uh, it, it, you know, kind of played out just like it would on paper. I mean, what the hill raced a very good second behind Long Tom, and uh, you know what, these two uh, are, are going to be uh, possible Hamiltonian contenders as well. All right, well, Mike, uh, listen, it was a fantastic show, and I know you're in the makeshift studios, post time at Mike and Mike Studios up at the Posh announcers booth at Northfield Park. How many races you guys got left? We've got 14, 15, and 16 in the 14th race uh, coming up here in about five minutes. we got a $20,000 guaranteed super. So, uh, Matei, get in on the action, will you? All right. Sounds good. Well, Mike, uh, take us away, and uh, we'll uh, be listening to the last couple of races at Northfield Park, my friend. Sounds like a winner. We'll see everybody on Thursday with the first post of 1030. Thanks so much for joining us on the live coverage of the 2017 Crawford Farms Meadowlands Pace. Good night, everybody.